0: All right, we'll say good morning. Our shiur is dedicated this morning by Greg and Rachel Levitan with Akkar Satov to Baruch in honor of the engagement of their daughter Adina Yehudit to Baruch Reis of Muncie, New York. Mazel tov. <coughs> Mazel tov. Uh, two beautiful simplists in this year in one week. Incredible. Alright, so, we'll so let's begin. Today's daf is Pei Baze 82. We are picking up on Pei Aleph, on with Baze 81B. And we're picking up, we're picking up, um Amrali Rabbi Zira, Amrali Luraba Bar Sheolta. Two, four, six, eight, ten. So again, just reorient, orient, the bottom. Just reorient ourselves a little bit. We're in the middle of the Makhlok, it's in Rabbi Akiva. And Ben Specifically, again, we have a get makusher. We have a get again. Remember the special get written for short tempered Kohanim. We um, remember that's actually the get that was used for all Kohanim, assuming that all Kohanim had a short fuse. So we go ahead and we write this get with the multiple folds. Have multiple witnesses sign. So there are certain leniencies built into this get in terms of the nature of witnesses. The Shaila is how far do we extend the leniency? So bananas essentially says that anyone could sign on it. That's essentially banana Shita. Again, Rabbi Akiva holds no only a karov. A relative could sign. And Rabbi Akiva is making by a karov because a karov still technically is Leidos. A karov ultimately again is permitted to give testimony. Just happens yeah, to be precluded because of this particular circumstance because he's related to the husband in this situation. But Lamaisa again the He is permitted to go out and testify everywhere else. So it says the Gemara, So let's analyze this. Three signatures on a get makusher are essentially the equivalent of two signatures on a regular get. Right? Just like a regular get needs at least two signatures, so a get makusher requires at least three signatures. Ma hasam karov so I would have thought in the same way that a regular get, you cannot a relative cannot go ahead and sign the get. So I would have thought the same thing over here, namely that in a get a relative shouldn't be able to sign the get as well. I'm really, I'm really, I had the same question. And I asked Rav Hamnuna. Rav asked Rav and he said to me, "Leave it alone." Meaning, again, you should be able to have apostle witness sign on a get makusha. Why? Because the signatures by get makusha are not the araisa. Rather, again, they are only the rabbanon. Therefore, again, there is leniency. that supports this get kirea. You're supposed to remember again the bold get. The bold get is a get makusher that's missing signatures, either signature or signatures on its folds. So get Kereach, kishar of shiva, ve'id of shisha. So let's say you have seven folds but only six witnesses. So that namely there's one there's one fold empty, or Shisha Vaid of chanisha, or I have six folds, but only five witnesses. Chanisha Ve'id of Arba, five folds, four witnesses, Arba Ve'id of Shlosha, four folds, three witnesses. Ad kan benanas so they all say, up until this point, this is the machlokis Rabbi Kiva, and bananas. So remember, again, Rabbi Kiva, benanas. the Gemara wants to suggest, only argue regarding fold number four and above. However, again, because what do they say? Hish alav Eved. Ben Nanus Havlad Kasher. So according to Ben anyone could sign on that fourth fold and on, even an Evad. And if, and if she got remarried, the offspring from the second marriage are Kasher. Rabbi Akiva Umar Havlad Mamzer. But Rabbi Akiva on the other hand says, that no, the child is a Mamzer. Ava Shlosha, the shnayim. of Shnaim. Abu if you have three folds. And two signatures, i.e., there's one more signature that needs to be filled in. And must remember again, what's, why, why is three the magic number? Because three ultimately, again, is the minimum number of signatures for a get makusher. Everyone agrees that what that the fourth that fourth fold can only be signed by a relative. Now, again, so I, I, I realized, somebody asked this last day yesterday. So I didn't say it clearly. When we say it can only be signed by a relative. It doesn't mean you have to use a relative, meaning you can use, you can use a kashu witness. What it means is it can even be signed by a relative. And not only that, but although we allow you to relax the laws of testimony, of testimony, of edus, for this particular get, for the fourth fold, for the fourth fold, I'm sorry, for the third fold, it's only released to it's only relaxed to a certain degree. You could use a karov, you could use a, a relative, but you can't use anyone else. From fold number three and I meaning four and above, that's where the Mechokasim, Rabbi Akiva, and Bananas kicks in. Bananas, at that point, then says, says, pretty much you can use anyone you want to fill in the blanks. Rabbi Akiva, on the other hand, says, still, you can only use a relative. So the Gemara says, Rabbi Yosef, Masni Kosher. Rabbi Yosef said, no, that the third witness on a Getma Kosher has to be someone who's kosher. Ah, I have a But the Reiser says you can even use a relative. I'm going to have, papi t- I'm gonna have papi tani, Papa Tani Kasher. So that Papa said, change it to Kasher. Okay, so that Papa literally holds that the third witness has to be a Kasher as well. Amar Abi Yochanan, lo'ok shiru bo'ela eidechad, Karav Bilvad. So Abi Yochanan says, Furthermore, in the Getma Kasher, no matter how many folds you have, the most you can use is what? Is one karov, one relative. Aval Shre' lo. But you can't use two croven. You can't use two witnesses to sign the Get Mokushar. Well, like, because remember again, the Get Mokushar could have any number of folds. So let's say, let's say I have ten folds. So Rabbi Yochanan said, at most you can only use one relative and not more. Why? Dilma Asi kiyume betray Kroven. There is a concern about what happens if the validity of this get is called into question. And they have to validate the get by, valid, by validating the signatures. If it turns out that you have two, two, um, t- two relatives, uh, two Krovim on that get, remember again, starters could be done by three different signatures, and it could very well be, or two, even two signatures, it could be that the two signatures of the Krovim will be used to uphold the get, and therefore it turns out that the get is being upheld through signatures who are not really fit to be real witnesses. Therefore, in order to avoid that, the maximum number of of, of relative signatures that we can have is one, says the Marav Amravashi, Masnisa Navideka, our Mishnah supports this assertion, as well to come a dalek vitani khad khad. Cause always what's interesting is remember how did the Bryce set up its case? The Brish said, You have seven folds and six witnesses. Six folds, five witnesses. The most that the b'risa did was only leave what one space open, and that was to make a point that you could only go ahead and have one witness, one karov sign on a get makoshe. You can't have more than one karov. To which the gemara says, "Shmamina." Indeed, see that this is correct. That Lemaissa, again, Lemaissa, again, that most you could have is one karov who goes ahead and signs on the get. So the gemara says the following: "I'm going to buy you, Shmamina. So, shmamina, high karov. Sorry, Amrabai, um, Shlami now, learn from this. High so Karov Khasim Ibai be Sabai says, now that we've established that at most you could only have one Karov, one witness who signs. Now what we also see from our Mishnah is the Karov could sign anywhere he wants. If he wants to sign at the beginning of the Shtar, or at the beginning of the get, the middle of the get, the end of the get, how do we know this Mimai? kava le makom. Good morning, Mr. Schoenfeld. Baruch Haba, Baruch Haba. Welcome, welcome. So the Gemara says, "How, how do we know this?" So good to have you back, hat and all, hat and all. says the se, says says the Gemara. How do we know this? Because again, the, the Gemara says, the low From the fact that, from the fact that we did not go ahead. And establish a particular place in which the Karov has to sign. Ushmah, Tlasa Inon Furthermore, again, Sobhai says, Sobhai says, first of all, the same way that we learned from the Diyak of the Mishnah, that only one Karov could sign, what we also learn is that what? The Karov could sign anywhere that he wants. Next idea. tlasa you could go ahead and uphold the get, meaning I will say, remember, Rashi describes this process on the bottom of Amud Beis. This, this, is, if, this is if, remember, let's say the husband raises, raises doubts about the authenticity of the get. So there's a the concept ultimately, again, of Kiyom Shtaros, which means, again, now let's say the witnesses are not there to testify about the get either. We'll bring in other people to go ahead and testify that they recognize three of the signatures on the get. And once you, once you uphold three of the signatures, then by definition the get is upheld. So the Gemara says you see from here that you could go ahead and choose any three random signatures to uphold the get. And you do not require three contiguous signatures. How do we know that? Because if it was true that you needed three contiguous signatures, so the Likaba says, Because listen to this, how do we know that you could choose any three signatures? Because if you had to choose three contiguous signatures, let's say from the beginning or from the end or from the middle, so then I have an easy way, I could go ahead and I could use multiple krovim to go ahead and sign on the shtar how, because let's establish again which witnesses you're going to use for Kiumstaro's shtaros purposes, three from the beginning, three from the end, three from the middle, and just what? And just to make sure that the Krovim don't sign in those areas. The fact that we don't say that tells us what? That again the, you, that, that the Krovim could sign anywhere on the Shtar. So, say, so we come out with three ideas. Number one, maximum one Karof. Number two, the Krovim could sign anywhere that they want. And number three, when trying to uphold this get, if it's contested, you could uphold it by validating any three of the signatures, and the signatures need not be contiguous. The Gemara ends off with a statement, ki Aslo to Rabbi Ami, amale, say vihishta ma'alab evim in So, most, it's interesting enough, so apparently they had a get makusher, and the get makusher had a blank in it, and Rabbi Ami instructed his attendant, Go and find an abbot, a slave from the marketplace, and he could fill in the final blank. Ultimately, again, Paschini like bananas. So the point of that story was to say that at least Rabbi Ami Paskin like Rab- bananas over Rabbi Akiva, that for a geth even anyone could go ahead and sign on it. when we talk karov, do we mean his karov or her It's either one. Either one. Anyone who's related do to the have one of his and one of any No, no, no. One karov in total. One related party, to the parties in total. Man divorces his wife, Hariat Adam So man divorces his wife and he says, You are permitted to every man. Ella, now we'll see this word is actually an intriguing word. Ela, we'll use the word, we'll translate it as except. Except. Except for Plony. So you're permitted to every man, except to mm-hmm. Ruven. Rabbi Eliezer Mati, Rabbi Eliezer says the get is good. Ve'chacham Mosem, the Chachamim say the get is not good. says, so what should you do to remedy this get? Yitlana HaMeno, take it back from her. So go ahead and take it back from her, and just simply make another verbal declaration that says you are permitted to every man. Kisvu, kasvu besocho. So what happens, so we'll say, so case number one is where there was a verbal tonight. So he gives her the get and he says, You are permitted to every person, except to Ruve. Okay, so Rabbi Elias says, the Get is good. say, The get's not good. You have to take it back and re give it without the verbal tenai. However, if the tenai, if the condition was written in the get itself, so let's say in the get itself it's written, Then what? Even though the husband went back and erased the tenai, puzzle. The get is still possible. Because i boss said, again, can remember, even if you erased it, it doesn't make it difference. Now again, there are ways, there are ways in which you could erase or make changes within the shtar, but simply erasing a clause that will not go ahead and validate the shtar. Says the Gemari, Hi Ella. so we'll say, so here's what's interesting. The, the Mishnah employs a very fascinating over here. Hare'at adam, ela leploni. So the Gemari says, what does ela mean? Chutsu, does Ella mean accept? So what the husband essentially is saying is, I, you, I, you, you are hereby permitted to every man, except to Rubein. Chutz mi, chutz mi, chutz mi, oh, amanas. Or is Ella a of condition? That this is your get on the condition that you do not marry Ruvein. So you'll see, now you'll see to yourself, what does it matter? It matters, you'll see in just a moment. So the gemara says the following, chutz on one hand we could say it's chutz, So it could be that if you understand that Ela means chutz except, then really this is the method the Rabbanon and Rabbi Eliezer. The Rabbanon Rabbi Eliezer says the get is good, and the Rabbanon say the get is not good. Why? Sheer beget. The Rabbanon says sheer beget, we know. Get operates with one basic, well many basic premises, but one one major premise, which is it must must be a safer krisos. It must be a book of division. And it must be a book, ultimately, again, that divides between him and her. Therefore, if he retains any marital power over her, by definition, again, it's not considered to be a valid get. So, again, so therefore, the Chachaman will say the following. If the husband says to wife, this is your get, for you, are, you are permitted to every man except ruling, what he is doing is he's retaining some level of marital power over her. If that's the case, then it's not a proper get. Ava'al ba'al module but when it comes to I'll say, even the Rabbanon would agree. So, for example, if a man were to say to his wife, This is your get, this is your get, on the condition that you don't marry Ruvain. So, we'll say, interestingly enough, in that case, the Rabbanan would agree that the get is a good get. Why? Because it's a t'nai. And it's a t'nai like any other t'nai. Just like a husband could give his wife a t'nai on the condition that she give me a million dollars. That's a tenai. He could also put a condition that you don't marry Ruvain. And interestingly enough, that is not considered to be a, a withholding of marital rights. That's considered to be a tenai. And whenever, so look at Rashi. About, 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 about the, the, get lo the rabbis will agree that if he phrases it as a tenai, that the get will be valid. Because technically speaking, the giving of the get, here's, look at this distinction that Rashi makes. The giving of the get, is a good giving of the get. Because the actual get itself is one that permits her to all men. But rather again, so what Rashi is doing is, when there's a tenayah that we make a distinction. What's the distinction? Between the get itself and the condition. So the get is an absolutely valid get. There are no limitations on the get itself. It's just that there's an additional Tanai that is attached between husband and wife. If she chooses to accept that Tanai, that is of her own volition. So what the Gemara is making the distinction is the following. When a a man goes in and says to his wife, what he's really doing is, he's altering the nature and quality of the divorce. Whereas the divorce goes ahead and technically permits her to all men, he is limiting the scope of that divorce. That, according to the Rabbanan, won't be good. But when he gives her a get with a tenai, the divorce itself is a regular divorce. It happens to be he is, she and she are choosing to add on an additional, when I say she's choosing because if she accepts, she's also choosing, to add on an additional condition to the agreement. But the agreement, or in this case the get, by definition, is totally valid. That's one possibility to explain this machlokes. That they're only arguing, ultimately, again, in almen, excuse me, they're arguing in chutz, they're arguing in chutz, but with almenas, even the rabbanon would agree that it would be a good get. Oh, the other possibility is, almenasu, that really, again, the Mishnah's case of Allah is a case of almenas, it's a condition, and in the case of almenas, that's where there's machlokes in rabbanon, about the chutz, but I will say, in the case of chutz, in the case of chutz, even Rabbi Eliezer would agree that the get is not good because the mice, again, he's altered the entire nature of the divorce. So I say, so we're trying to again, we're just trying to figure out what the word ela means. Does ela mean chutz or does ela mean almias? So listen to this. I'm, I'm going to prove to you what ela means. Tashma. So the bice says, all homes. Can be afflicted with tsaras, Ella sounds like except. Ella the homes of of, kochavn, of idolaters. So i amrit shapir. So I'll we'll say if you understand that the word ella means chutz except, then this price makes sense because what is it saying? All homes are afflicted. All Jewish homes are afflicted by tsaras except the homes of idolaters. Ella means chutz. Ella i amrit amanasu. But if you want to say that ella means on the condition. So the Gemara says, read that again. Are you saying then it's on the condition that Gentile homes don't become Tame, that Jewish homes become Tame with Saras? So telling me then that if Gentile homes were to become, were to contract to a Saras, that Jewish homes would not. First of all, it doesn't make sense. Furthermore, we know that non-Jewish homes do not become afflicted with tzaras. How we know? The Prospect says, "I will put the affliction of tzaras mm-hmm. in the homes of the <coughs> land of your of your holding." It is only your land that could become Tomei with taras, but not the homes of idolaters. Ela, so we'll say bottom line, Shema Mina, Chutzu. But rather, I see that at the end of the day, Ela means Chutz, Ela means accept. Therefore, for the purposes of our Mishnah, what's happening over here, the man is saying to his wife, you are divorced. You are printed to every single man, Chutz. Me except for so and so. So again, the Rabbanon will say that Gayrishan is not valid. Why? Because he is altering the nature and the scope of the divorce process itself. Now, why Rabbi Eliezer agrees, holds that it's good, is something we'll have to discuss. To which the Gemara says, Shvamina Chutzu, Shmamino. So the Gemara just says our Mishnah does not reflect the view of the following Tano. This we'll say, so here comes along Rabbi Yosei, Rabbi Judah, Lo Nechelaku, Rabbi Eli Azzer, Veichachamim, Alamegariv Shesishto, VeAmr Lahari Ploni, Sheina Migoreshes. So we'll say, so here comes along Rabbi Yosei, Rabbi Judah. Then says that the Machlokesin Rabbi Eli Azzer and the is not in a case where the man says, you are permitted to every man, chutz mi ploni. Everyone agrees she is a Everyone agrees, with her, will say in that case, that she is not migreshes. Remember, that stands in contradistinction to the Mishnah. That's why the Gemara is saying, our Mishnah does not reflect the view of the Tana of this B'raisa. Because in this B'raisa, the Tana is saying, that in the case of chutz, right, if a man says, you are permitted to every single man, except to Ruvain, both Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbanon will agree that the gerishin is not good. Aman nechalku. What do they disagree about? Alamegarish ishtov ha'amor la hari atmul teres adam. Rather, again, what they argue about is the following case, where a husband says to his wife, you are permitted to every man on the condition that you do not go ahead and marry ploni." So what I understand over here, so essentially, according to this Tano, the argument between Rabbi Lezun and the Rabbanan is not in the case of Chutz. In the case of Chutz, everyone agrees that the divorce is not good. Their their Mahlokes is rather about the case of Al-Minas. pay Rabbi Eliezer Rabbi Eliezer says that in the case of Almanas, the the get is a valid get, and again she's divorced, and and the, again the t'nai is still there, so she can't marry Reuven. But every but the rest of the get is good, and the chachamim say no, such a get is not good. So let's analyze this. My So what is Rabbi Lazar's logic? Says the Gemara. My time, just second line okay, on base. Midi Because it's no different than any other Tanai. It's no different than any other Tanai. Just like in general, again, when you have a Tanai, when you have a Tanai, we'll like we just said before, remember what we'll said, this is the interesting khilik the Gemara is making by Tanai. What we assume is that when a man goes ahead and tells his wife, you this is your get on the condition you don't marry Ruvain. In reality, that's no different than saying this is your get on the condition you give me a thousand dollars. It's the same thing. In other words, that there's the get and the get itself is a proper vehicle of divorce and there is a side agreement or a side condition. But that side condition does not actually undermine the validity of the get. Although we will see that there are conditional cases that do undermine the validity, but for our purposes now, we'll assume it doesn't. But the will say, Call tonight <laughs> the alma lo shir le beget say, excuse me, you're burying your head in the sand. That's true, meaning when does tonight work? Tonight works when it doesn't affect the get in a material sense. So for example, man says to his wife, this is your get on the condition that you give me $10,000. Okay, he is attaching a financial stipulation. Does that financial stipulation in any way affect the terms of the get? No, this is your get on the condition you don't go to visit your father for the next year. Okay, it, 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 it keeps some strings attached, but does it materially affect the, the, nature of the get? And the answer is no. The Rabbana will say over here, when you're making a t'nai about who she can marry, that materially affects the nature of the get. The essence of a get is what? Hariat mutares say, remember again, Remember, there are two operative phrases in life. Hariat and Hariat mutares adam. Right, those are the two sides, of, I mean, I know, we shouldn't have the other side of the coin, but those are two sides of the same coin. One physiology creates exclusivity, and the other side of the coin ultimately creates the license to every man. The chaman will say, if you tamper with Adam, you are undermining and tampering with the very essence of the Get. So don't give me the, this distinction that the Get is good, but there's a secondary tonight. The Rabbana will say, this tonight destroys the Get. Umasnisin do kim nebuchutz my time in Rabbi Lazer. says, the Gemara goes back." So remember that price. Uh, that price is set up to mechlokes tina Belozern the Rabbanon as dealing with a case of amenas. We established before that the Mishnah's case of the mechlokes Rabbi Lazer and the Rabbanon is in a case of chutz. They're arguing in chutz, right? That halacha lemeisef. A man says to his wife, "Hari akvataras the choladim chutz miploni." The Rabbanon will say the get is not valid because there you're undermining the very get itself. And Rabbi, Rabbi Eliezer says the get is good. To which the Gemara now says, My time with Rabbi Eliezer. Why does Rabbi Eliezer hold the say Because that's a strange halacha, a strange ruling, a stra- strange position. That Lamaisa, again, if a husband says to his wife, This is your get, mi ploni, that the get is good. Why would Rabbi Eliezer hold like this? Because Rabbi Eliezer darshan is a pasik. What's the pasik? The Yatzami Beso, The Pasik says by divorce, she will leave his home, meaning she'll leave the current husband's home, and she will be a wife to another man. Afilu Lohitira Elali ishacher, because So this has a very interesting drasha. The Pasik says, when the husband divorces his wife, she will leave his home and go to another man, even if the divorce only permits her. To one other man, nevertheless, what? The divorce is valid. So therefore, Rabbi Eliezer actually holds that Lemaissa, again, even if he literally says, <laughs> such a get is still a valid get. Why? Because although the husband is not permitting her to marry Plony, that's the condition, or that, that's the statement, nevertheless, what? She's permitted to marry everyone else. And therefore, as long as a get allows for her to marry other men, the again the get will be valid. The Rabbanon Amri, the Rabbanon will say, ish ish the ish." say, on the other hand, the Rabbanon say, "No." ish <communicates> acher. <language>. means what? That a get is only valid if she is permitted to every ish acher, to every other man. So the fundamental makhluk sinav with us is essentially seems to be, according to the Gemara, how to in that phrase, Ish Acher. Rabbi Lazar says, as long as she is permitted to Ish Acher, to at least one other person, and the Rabbanon will say, no, Ish Acher means what? It means, again, every other person. So it says, the, well, let, me, let me just finish that, I'll take it. So says the Gemara, Rabbi Yochanan, time Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Yochanan says, that the logic of Rabbi Lazar is from here. It's from here. So, Rabbi Yochanan isha loika also said so this passage is actually by the kahuna so remember again this is saying by a coin that a coin is not permitted to marry a divorcee. so what does it mean a woman divorced from her husband she may not be she, a coin may not marry afil onus garsha elame Nifsa mina so what the Prophet is teaching me is that even if a woman was only divorced from her husband. Also, what does it mean only divorced from her husband? Meaning even if the husband placed a stipulation on the get. That said, you're divorced from me. So she's not even permitted to everyone, but she's permitted to her husband. So the halacha is nifsa min kuhuna. She is not permitted to marry into the kahuna. Alma have from here we see Rabbos say that's what? That Lamaisa again, even a get that does not permit her to every single person is still what? It's still a get. Now the way we're seeing it doesn't permit every single person is because we're assuming that if it prohibits her to the kahuna, then by definition it means that it's a valid get. But Rabbana, Rabbana will say no, no, no. Is Sir Kahuna shiny? Just because a woman is not permitted to marry a Kohen does not automatically mean that's What? that her get was a value of us. So we saw that yesterday. Because remember again, we saw that what happens if a husband writes a get, writes a get, but didn't deliver it. There's even a Havamina that's what? That the actual act of writing a get, by definition, passes her further kahuna because of rech get, the scent of a get the scent of a geth. So therefore, the Rabbanon will say, just because a particular type of get may disqualify her from the kahuna, does not automatically mean that it's a valid divorce. In other words, what the gemara the Rabbanon are saying over here is that there are certain gin. this is actually quite interesting, we'll see this, there are certain geth, which are technically possible, technically don't work, but are real enough to prevent her ultimately from marrying into the kumuna. To which the Gemara so therefore again, if we stop over here, what the Gemara is suggesting is the following. That remember, first of all, two different versions in the Machlokis and the Rabbanon. One version has them arguing in Almanas, that they're arguing about the condition. If the husband attaches a condition to the get, this is your get on the condition you don't marry Ruvain. Rabbi Elazar says, the get is good. Why is the get good? Because it's a tenai. And I will say the beauty of tonight is the get itself is a proper vehicle for divorce. There's a secondary condition attached to it, but the secondary condition does not undermine does not undermine the intact tenets of the get. Rather, Rabbanan say, "Come on, that's ridiculous. You know that this tenai tampers with the very fundamentals of the get by limiting who she is permitted to marry." So says the Gemara. I understand the of the Now I will say that's in the Brayso. The Mishnah ever has them arguing in a different way. The Mishnah has them arguing on chutz. That again, according to our Mishnah, if it was a condition, everyone would agree that the get is good. What they're arguing about is a case of chutz. <laughs> Rabbi Elohim says the get is good. The Rabbanon say the get is not good. So Rabbanon, we understand. We understand because he's tampering with the very safer Krisos. But according to Rabbi Lazar, why is the get good? To which the Gemara essentially suggests it's the and the inference from the Psukim seems to be that as long as the get either permits her to some man, or as long as the get li as long as it permits her to some man, or as long as the get goes ahead and essentially allows her to be prohibited to the kuna, it's a proper get even if it doesn't permit her. To everyone else. To which the Gemara now asks the follow up question. So I'll say, what about the parallel case in Kiddushin? So we'll say, so take a look at Rashi, it's actually very interesting. So we'll say, listen to this. This is the parallel case in Kiddushin. A man says, Now what does that mean? You are you are mikudeshes to me, which means you are aser to every other man, except Ruvain. except Ruvain. So I will say so. The shaila is, what does such a kid? I'm sorry. Oh, so right. So what what does such what does such a kiddushin do? What does such a kiddushin do? Yeah. To which the says, well, this case in this case, T'bayir Rebbi Loz T'bayir the Rabbanon. I say this cash. This will be a kasha, both according to Rabbanon and both according to Rebbi How so? So I could say that the reason by the reason by gin where Rabbi Eliezer allows for a get that says Chutsmi Ploni, is why? Because there's a Pasik. Because the Pasak says, mi Acher. The Pasik says that technically speaking, as long as she could marry another man, technically speaking the get is good. However, However, aval but over, hasam, but over there, over there, by kiddushin, kinyan ma'al yobainon. We need a proper kinyan. We need a proper kinyan kiddushin. And I want to say proper kinyan kiddushin means what? Exclusivity. It means that she has to be prohibited to every single man. Odum, the other possibility is, v'yatsa v'haysa. I will say maybe what's v'yatsa v'haysa? V'yatsa v'haysa is the limud by which we compare gittin and kiddushin. And therefore, perhaps, if... This type of exclusionary phrase works by Gittin. It should work by Kidushin as well. <speaking in Hebrew> uh, let's ask according to the Rabbanon. <speaking in Hebrew> <speaking in Hebrew> so reason, the reason the Rabbanon don't allow the case of Chutzmi <speaking in Hebrew> Ploni by divorce is why? Because Gittin must be a, a complete division. And therefore if the husband retains some level of say over who she can marry, it's not a say for but maybe by Kiddushin, all I need is any kind of Kinyan, even an incomplete one. And therefore, again, if he says, Hari'atmi kudeshasli chutsmi ruvin, it should be good. Oh, oh, Dilma viyatsavahaisa. Or perhaps, again, even the Rabbanan will say we compare gitin and kiddushin. And just like by gitin, chutsmi ploni does not work, so to again, by kiddushin, chutsmi ploni does not work as well. To which the Gemara says, The blessing, the blessing the Ibayo. After the Gemara asked the Kasha, Hadir Pashta. The Gemara then answered it, Bein the Rabbi Eliezer, Bein the Rabbanon, Ba'inon Viyatzav Both according to Shabbelaaz and the Rabbanon, we require Viyatzaisa. Which means that both, according to the Rabbanon and Rabbi Eliezer, the shitos that they have by Girshin will ultimately trickle into their understandings by Kiddushan as well. So the same principles that play out by Ging will play out by Kiddushan. Look at Rashi. Rashi says over here, Rashi says, Hadar um, Pashta the Rabbi Lazar has a The Rabbanon will have a kidushin. and therefore again the Gemara says that Lamaisa Rabbi Lazer will hold, just like Rabbi Lazar holds. Hari Zegetech, or I should say, Hari Akmutaras the Chol Adam Chutz MiPloni. Rabbi Lazar holds that it's a good Girishin, So to so to Hary Akmikudeshesli Chutz MiPloni will also be a good kidushin. And according to the Rabbanan who say Hari Akmutaras the Chol Adam Chutz MiPloni is not a good divorce, will also say Hary Akmikudeshesli Chutz MiRuvin is also not a good marriage. So the Gemara says, Am Rabbi. So, sabai says, If you want to say that the Halacha really follows Rabbi Abba, that literally again, both, Reb, both Rabbi Ali Ezer and the Rabbanon will go ahead and hold their respective shittos, not just by Gin, but by Kiddushin as well. Ba Ruven the listen to this case, Ba Ruven the Mishimen. So we'll say, if Ruven comes along and says, which I will say, it sounds very strange, but essentially what it does is, it gives, it opens the window for Shimon to be Makadesh this woman. Because Then is saying, you are married to me, every other man, except for Shimon. Okay? Then what happens? And then I will say, what happens? Shimon comes along and is Mekadish, right? And he says, you are Mekadish to me, with the, you, are, you are prohibited to every other man, except Ruben. Except Ruvain. So, I will say, so, so, it says the Gemara, now, here, now, so just to if you think this is complicated, it gets a little more complicated. How so? Because let's say again, she, let's say they're brothers. Ruvain and Shimon are brothers. And what happens? Umesu shnehem, and they both die. They both die. So after Kidushin, Miss Yavemes She's able to do Yibum with Levi. Kore ani koreba ashes And I don't go ahead and call her the wife. Of two dead men. Now I say, now this is actually very interesting. If you look at Rashi, Rashi says over As we're going to see, Rashi is going to point out this case. You're going to remember from Yevamas. There's a situation where if a woman is technically speaking, somehow maritally connected to two men, there is no Yibun. Right? Zeko, exactly. So look, look at Rashi. Rashi says, This not be Mr. So Schoenfeld, you see, first day back, your son says a bam bam idea, incredible. So yours you're a So, so he has been quiet this whole time. He, you know, where's my father coming back? Where's my father coming back? Now <laughs> 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 so, says the Gemara. So this not be a bames shlosha Achin. Listen to this. I'll okay, so we'll say three brothers umes echamayim. One of them died. So I'll we'll say one of them died, married without children. And now I'll we'll say so let's say Reuven Shimon Levi. Reuven dies without children. His widow falls to his brothers. So watch this. I'm sorry. Sorry. will say one of the brothers did mamar. Remember we learned about mamar. What's Ma'amar? Mamar is like is like kiddushin. So one of the brothers says, See, I'm going to marry you. I'm going to do yibum with you. I will say on a biblical level that's meaningless because the only thing that affects yibum ultimately is bia. But nevertheless, he makes a verbal declaration that he's going to marry her. So what happens? Umays. And then the brother who said he was going to do Yibom, who did Ma'amar, died. So what's the halacha? Choletzes V'loh Mesyavem. So what's She does Khalitza and not Yibom with brother number three. Why? Sh'ne'amar umes echar mehem yevam u'yavu alahat. Mi sh'aleh ha'zikas yavam echar. V'loh sh'aleh ha'zikas sh'ne'yavmin k'gonzu. So what's So listen to this. What the Yimara says is special. That if a woman dies, excuse me, if a man dies and a woman is maritally connected to more than one man, there is no din of yibum. So let's, let's watch this case. Rachel is married to Ruvain. Ruvain dies without children. Ruvain has two surviving brothers. Let's say Shimon and Levi. Shimon says, Shimon says to Rachel, I'm going to do yibum with you. He does what we call Ma'amar. Then what happens? Shimon dies. The halacha is that Rachel does not do yibum with Levi, with the third surviving brother. Why? Because at the time of Shimon's death... Rachel had a marital connection to two men. What was her marital connection to two men? Obviously, again, her connection to her deceased husband, Ruven. Excuse me, I'm sorry, take that back. What's her marital connection to two men? The marital connection between Shimon and Levi. Because remember, again, both of those brothers were maritally connected to the widow, to Rachel, because both of them had an obligation of evil. The fact that Shimon did ma'amar, we'll say ma'amar on a biblical level is meaning, it's like an intent. You know, ma'amar like lahavdil today is like engagement. When you get engaged to a woman, so that is halachically meaningless. That's a promise to marry, but it's not binding. It doesn't, it doesn't do anything. So the ma'isa, again, that's a case, that's called, that's called an ashes shnei and There's no yibum. So the Gemara says over here, in this case, quickly, in this case where Ruven says, you are mikudeshes to me chutzmi shimon. And Shimon says, you are mikudeshes to me chutzmi Ruven. That and then they both die. She can do Yibum with Levi, and she's not called an Eishes Shnei Mesim. My time. Well, what's the reason for that? Kedusha de'Ruvain because it we'll won't say the kedusha of Ruvain works. The Kiddushin of Shimon ultimately does not work. We'll say why does the Kiddushin of Shimon not work? Now Rashi actually points out, to say this, outside this is actually quite interesting. Because the Kiddushin of Shimon did not actually go ahead and add anything on. Did not prohibit anything additional above and beyond the Kiddushin of Reuven. Because remember, what's the Kiddushin of Reuven? Chutz mi Shimon. Chutz what does the Kiddushin of Shimon do? The Kiddushin of Shimon goes ahead and says, Hari adam So we'll say, what did Shimon accomplish through his Kiddushin? Nothing. Meaning, what, the way we measure the effectiveness of Kiddushin is who, who does this Kiddushin answer her to? If the Kiddushin doesn't answer her to anyone, then by definition the Kiddushin is not valid. Shimon's Kiddushin, did not go ahead and add anything to Reuven's Kiddushin. Because Reuven already created the allowance that she could accept Kiddushin from Shimon. Shimon's Kiddushin created the allowance that what? That she could accept, she could accept kiddushin from Reuven, which she already did. Therefore, from a halachic perspective, Shimon's kiddushin didn't add anything. Therefore, again, when Shimon, when both of these men die, she's not considered to be the wife, so to speak, of two men because kiddushin number two was not really effective. Kiddushin number one was. We'll say we'll, st- we'll stop over here. Again, we're stopping a little bit, like mid discussion. But what the Gemara is going to pick on with to pick up with tomorrow. Is the paradigmatic case of Asha Shnei Mason. But again, understand what it is that we are, that we are leaving off in the middle of. First of all, we're leaving still off in the middle of this Machlok, Sinabi and the Rabbanon. Namely, again, at what level is a husband permitted to go ahead and retain some say over who she can marry or not? Machlok, Sinabi and the Rabbanon, both in the case of Almanas as well as in the case of Chutz. So I'm going to say just to share with you a short, a short idea on the parsha.